0: This podcast was created during the 2023 WGA and SAG-AFTRA strikes. We understand that without the creative influences of these unions, we wouldn't have a show to talk about. So we encourage you to continue to contribute to the Entertainment Community Fund. You'll find the link in the show notes and continue to support it even after the strike is over. Thank you. Morgaze, the Queen of Andor, has issued the following proclamation. This podcast shall be discussing the most recent episode of Wheel of Time. If you have not seen that episode and do not wish to be spoiled, go witness the dragon reborn in the latest episode and then return. So it is written, so shall it be done.
1: Hey. Hey.
2: Most of the complaints I've seen are Most of the complaints I've seen are Most of the complaints I've seen are people that have read the book Most of the complaints I've seen are 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 people that have read the book most of the complaints i've seen are people that have read the book and they're upset about changes that were made in the adaptation oh, book readers cool. go to hell, yeah. hell. Yeah. book readers cool. go to hell yeah. Yeah. book readers cool. go to hell yeah. go to hell anything but the, hell. the show this book cool. readers
0: Might be what some people are saying to book readers that complained about these two episodes. Either they didn't like the Arches stuff or they didn't like the Land Fear reveal or the way any of that worked and they put their thumbs down. Uh, Heath and Andy from the DVR podcast said it best. The other thing that you should know about that particular tune is the fact that it is the launch of our contest, which will happen by the end the last week that Dragon Reborn the Wheel of Time airs on Amazon Prime. What we're going to do is that video that you just saw on the YouTube will also be placed on the Twitter there are four television franchises that were adapted from books that you can see kind of in those colorful little backgrounds and if you can identify all four of them to me You will be placed in a drawing to win a $100 gift certificate from Amazon to purchase towards whatever you want. It can be Wheel of Time stuff, like I've got this really nice Wheel of Time shirt right here. It can be whatever you want to do. If it's like Bubba, who actually Heath and Andy were complaining about, that he was complaining about the adaptation of Silo, That's right. Uh, And I'm sorry, Bubba, if that video hurts your eyes, because I know that your eyes are a little bit under strain and that was kind of a little bit buzzy. But uh, anyway, if you can identify all four franchises, there are actually five panels that go through that, but only four franchises. One of them is doubled. So you have to figure out which one is doubled and then tell me which television series. Don't tell me the book names. Tell me the television series that those books were adapted into and you will be entered into the contest again one hundred US American dollars worth of Amazon prize money. And folks if you're on YouTube and you don't want to leave your answer in the comments then you can send emails to mattsaudioblog at gmail.com or you can tweet to me or send an X post to me. That just sounds so nasty. Uh, you can send it to Bus Blockbusters, or you can send them to the word double, the letters P H Q, and Bubba will forward them to me. In addition, you can always leave comments, hit like buttons, and all that stuff at Double P Media's YouTube channel. That's dub the word double, the letter P, the word media. Let's move on to getting right into the rating of these episodes. I am so happy that we got these episodes myself. But we got uh, Season 2, Episode 3, last week, which is What Will Be, written by John McCutcheon and directed by Sana Hamri, with a synopsis of Nynaeve Faces Her Greatest Fears, Rand Seeks Guidance on His Powers from an Unexpected Source. And then Season 2, Episode 4, happened this week, Daughter of the Night, written by Dave Hill, directed by, again, Sana Hamri. Moraine Searches for Rand, While Nynaeve Mourns Her Losses. Of Morgay's Queen of Andor is now in session. Hey, the Queen will now hear proclamations of ratings for this episode of Wheel of Time. Priscilla, what was your rating of these two episodes together?
3: Well, like if I have to have like uh, a double. Rating for these two episodes, I would give, like, uh, 9 out of 10 double M's.
0: Double M's?
3: Yes. Multitasking Moraine. I mean, huh. um, I was I was complaining that Moraine from the first two episodes was a little bit, like... Uh, I understood that she was depressed, obviously, but I wanted more from her. And finally, you know... I saw some glimpses, uh, like in episode four, she was finally there. Like she doesn't need to have uh, to touch the one source anymore because she has a dagger, and she can have the same. She can keep like bullying people the way she likes to do with the dagger. She gets results with the dagger. She doesn't need. She doesn't need. She doesn't need any threads of uh, power of like earth or water. She doesn't need anything. She just needs a dagger and her attitude.
2: Well, I feel so guilty because we just heard Priscilla go 9 out of 10. I'm ready for people to duck. I'm ready for people to throw stuff at me. Remember, I haven't read the books. I was very excited about the first two episodes of season 2. The third episode, I'm like, I like where this is going. I like where this was going. And then because of 90% of episode 4, I am only going to give this Six quadruple F's out of ten. Quadruple F's. Fast forward to the fireworks factory. 90% of episode four is people moping. Lance moping about missing Moraine. Egwene is moping about, hey, I don't get power, I'm a maid here at the White Tower. Nynaeve is moping about her arch baby. Perrin is moping because he's a wolf brother. Rand is moping because he might go mad sometime in the future. You know who's not moping? The villains. The villains are getting stuff done. The heroes need to get active. Maybe one or two of the heroes I could take moping for an episode, but not all of them. The fireworks factory appeared at the very end. Uh, Oh, oh, wait a minute. Look at this. Oh, wait a minute. Look at this. And the very end of episode four I loved and most of episode three I loved. But the contemplative, everybody's in a bad place in the midway point of the season rather than active heroes that I like. It was tough with me. I haven't read the books. Maybe this is natural. The way you have to do it in an eight-episode season is to have the lull right around the middle, but I- I'm ready for this thing to hit the fireworks factory. Fast forward to fireworks mm-hmm. factory. That's my take.
3: You, you said about the books like I, I'm just in the three ones, and I have to say that like this mopping, like mm-hmm. it happens a lot.
2: Oh, no, no, <laughs> moping does yeah. happen a lot. Yeah, Well, spread it out. Like I said, I don't mind two, maybe three people moping an episode, but like no, everybody in this episode was well, in a bad space. Seen. I
3: think only Moraine doesn't mop much, and right. even yeah. so, like on the on the second book, she she mops a bit. No, also, yeah.
0: As typical, I, I can see that I'm going to be rating everything higher than everybody else because that's just the way that I do. But I'm going to give this 9.5 out of 10 what I like to call double Ds. Double Ds? Deus de Mar, baby. Give me that Game of Houses any day. Even the the e stuff, of course, was just ridiculously sad uh, for me, even through both of these episodes. And I've got some... Words for you people that are worried about her moping around. She spent years with that child, man, and then she lost it in a heartbeat. You tell me that that won't make you mope around for a little bit. Uh, The thing about the Game of Houses, though, is that Leandrin seems to be the one that's playing the Game of Houses Deus de Mar better than anyone else. I was super super emotional about the Nynaeve stuff. I, I loved that kind of explorations between... The wolves going And what they are What the bro- wolf brotherhood is The Dark One, parent, Elias Made everything clear to the viewers You got Hopper I finally got my Hopper Thank goodness And, you know, Moraine's quest gained some focus Although now, when you look back at that first episode And she's seeing the Quindyar And hearing that it's from Karin And then seeing the, the prophecy Or getting that poem from all that from Bale Domon you know that she's actually been working towards this the whole time uh which I love that means that she was a lot more active than it just seemed on the show then there's the whole business with uh Elaine and Egwene and yes they kind of mope around they first they miss Nynaeve and and then they you know they're worried about Perrin and what have you um The whole thing that really kind of brought it down for me a little bit was initially with men's kind of cooperating with leandrin but i think that they saved that for me in the fourth episode quite a bit the fact that she wants to get rid of these visions and i honestly guys you know how much that i hate rand i can't even hate rand in this episode i even feel sorry for him the poor guy uh, look at look at the kind of luck that he has with women. It's a lot like my luck. The first girl that he falls in love with, she'd rather be anything but with him. She'd rather be a Wisdom. She'd rather be an Aes Sedai. Um, she does seem to care about him only after she thinks he's dead. Uh, and then he finds this other woman and he, in five months he falls in love with her. It turns out that she's a Forsaken uh, and quite dead. Uh, well, at least long enough for Rand to get away from her. So he's got some terrible luck with that. Um, The only things that I took away from this episode was really a point two for the pacing. Uh, I agree with Bubba. there was too. There was, most of the stuff was too slow. They could have built that up a little better. And then I took away point three for getting rid of Uno because I love Uno in the books. He goes on so many adventures where he gets to just do nothing but cuss through the whole, you know, for whole paragraphs at a time. And now we're not gonna get that. Um, at least they've worked one good one in in episode one and uh, a, a little bit of one in, in episode three. That's my rating. So it is written, so shall it be done. You probably care what Bubba and Priscilla think. You probably don't care what I think. But I tell you what, we absolutely care what you think. So please, we want you to contact us with what you thought about these episodes. Even don't wait on us to put a podcast about it out. If you see episode five before you see the podcast for us, go ahead and tell us. How do you do that? Well, you hit up Bob? bust blockbuster on all socials or the word double the letters phq on all socials you can send emails to matt's audioblog at gmail.com m-a-t-t-s audioblog at gmail.com or you can send them to hello at double p media.com that's the word double the letter p the word media and of course you can leave comments on the youtube channel for wp media youtube.com slash at the word double the letter p the word media or you can even talk to priscilla uh, at priscilla tv1 on the youtube channels she does great videos uh in portuguese for the portuguese portuguese speaking audience on the wheel of time and in the past has made some appearances on other podcasts as well as us being lucky to have uh, her here with us that's going to take care of all of the housekeeping now Bubba, I was looking over this because we we were gonna do another Bubba has questions segment. However, I don't think that Coach can actually host this because these are some pretty serious questions. This isn't something that we can really kind of joke around about, and and there's stuff that requires some thought and some talk. Uh, so it's not like a, Priscilla and I can take opposing sides. Well, I suppose we could. Hey, Matt, what are you doing? Cut my segment out. I'm sorry, Coach. It just doesn't work this time around. Let's get to Bubba has questions.
2: Guys, I have not read the books. I was tougher than maybe I should have been in grading these two episodes together because it's really just uh, episode four, which did not quite work for me. But as I mentioned, that fireworks factory, it comes, those fireworks start going off at the very end of episode four. Now, I don't think they were huge shocks, but they were huge. Okay, this is what we're dealing with. This is the story type moments. Celine who Rand has been getting very close with Rand has she and he, Rand have had sparks they they you know they they're hot for each other their fiery passion okay enough fire uh, things Celine is evil working with the dark one Leandrin she's working with the dark one me like i said these aren't exactly big shocks but it sets up okay this is what the story is this is the stakes our heroes have to overcome so i did like them but i wasn't super shocked w- was the fact that Celine is this he- you know is this you know one of the forsaken evil people was that a huge shock when you guys read the books
3: like in the second book she appears right Celine right. Right. and it's she's very different actually she's not like um she appears basically also like they, they have the uh, this other parallel world, the world of dreams. Oh, yes. Huh? <laughs> the context of the second book is completely other. Like Rand and Perrin are together.
2: Right. They're on the like Great
3: they hunt, are, right? uh, Yeah, exactly. And they got separated. And Celine is like this woman. Uh, she's supposedly a no- noble woman that Rand has a crush on and she's very sensual but she keeps helping him like uh, with questions about how that word that is like parallel to us works so because we know that she's kind of like channeling at some point whereas now in the the series she's like uh, an innkeeper i don't know yep. I, I don't understand no, she's not a novel, she's she's supposedly like in this city for a long time So it's different. I think the way that they did, um, I'm not sure if I agree 100%. I really like the review. Now, the Leandering stuff is the thing that I'm really, really, really like having doubts here. Because I spent this whole episode trying to figure out when she sits with Nynaeve, if... Leandrin was not turned to the to the dark side yet Mm. because of the the conversation she had with naive like that you have to find something that is yours then hold on to that and if this something that is only yours uh, it's gone then you need to find another thing and she has just like lost her son she admitted and she has like. Uh, pouring her, her heart out about the curse of the Aes Sedai, which is to which is kind of like the curse of the elves, too, in Tolkien. Now uh, that they uh they never grow old and they they see the people that they love, like uh, that's why they don't they don't want to be together with humans because then they would see the humans die, gold. Uh, and the Aes Sedai is the same, they have like the aging process slow down. Uh, and eventually everybody that they know, like from their family, friends, are going to die. That's why they prefer to be in the White Tower, secluded and not uh, have families and stuff. And Leandering was saying, okay, uh, basically, now that I lost my son, which is the thing that I have, what is next for me? I have to find another thing. So I was trying to figure out, is this... The origin story now of Leandri becoming a dark friend.
0: The one thing that I want to add to all of this, and I think puts it in mm-hmm. context, is they have totally changed the way they're adapting the way the Forsaken work. In mm-hmm. in the books, all souls return to the wheel and then are spun out again in a different physical body. At the same time, Celine slash Landfear, actually Landfear, disguises herself several times throughout the books as actually physically different people. Here, instead, the show has done the thing where, oh, well, she's just unkillable, but she's going to be in the same form. And why wouldn't you do that when you're a television show? You want to keep the same actors. You don't want to have to keep switching up and everything. I completely understand it. But it does tend to me to take some of that surprise away. And as for Leandrin, I feel like that, you know, there's a big turn in the book's, where essentially what happened at the end of episode four for that storyline does kind of happen in the books, except I think it's after they get to Falma as opposed to beforehand. Um, So, and and I love the complication of the fact that she's like, oh, shoot, I've got the daughter of, the daughter heir of Andor here too. Sorry, got to do it. Uh, So I thought that that was, that was cool uh, the way they did. Yeah. But no, uh, the shocks are to me, are better in the books than they are in the television show, Baba. For okay. sure. Okay.
3: At the end of the episode, Ishmael name drops Leandre. Mm-hmm. so it's like, okay, then they are together well,
0: anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Leandrin was sending men to him. So.
3: Yeah. Yeah, that's that, that's what I that, that's what yeah. I, ta- I said because like this moment with Nynaeve, got me figure out maybe she's she hasn't turned yet maybe that's what it is but no 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 i was wrong so
0: yeah.
3: that's how i ended the, the the fourth episode yeah and but but i mean yeah yeah is is a no journey.
0: absolutely i agree bubble what's
2: your next question okay so i've watched the first three episodes not really caring where on the map anybody was i didn't really think i needed to know But in this episode, it really felt like, oh, I should kind of know where everybody is in relation to each other, especially since Leandrin was talking about this attack happening in the West. So I started bringing up the map, the little feature on Amazon, which showed where everybody was, and this is just one map on a TV screen. But it really made it feel like where Matt, uh, excuse me, where Rand was, and then where Moraine shows up in episode four, it really made it feel like that wasn't very far from the White Tower. Is that true of the books, or is it just a trick of this one map
0: on Amazon? Bubba, I think those distances are just a little bit deceiving uh, on that particular map. Um, because it also looks like that... Uh, it also makes it look like that the White Tower is as close to Faldara as it is to Carrion. And Faldara is where the end of the last of the last season occurred. Um, so, and it's just to the north up there by the the northern border. So it gives, are they relatively close compared to where they're headed to Falma? Absolutely. But, uh, it's still, look look at it this way. It's still a whole episode's ride for Moraine to get where she is, which is Varen's house, which allegedly is fairly close to Tarvalon. Okay. And to get all the way to Carrion. So if she's going for a full episode, then it's at least a couple days ride. That's not far. Just a couple days ride is not bad. Sure.
2: Okay. Last week, when we were talking about episode one and two, I was very doubtful that um, the one um, person was talking with Perrin and was saying, hey, did you ever think that maybe Patton Fane has a reason for allowing those Trollocs to attack the two rivers? And I thought, well, this this is ridiculous. Are you kidding me? You're going to show come up with a reason why somebody would allow Trollocs to attack the two rivers. Then after these two episodes, I suddenly thought, oh, maybe they are trying to show why someone would join the Dark One's path. So Min, she wants to get rid of having these visions. Would you? Are they tormenting her enough to where she would join the Dark One? And then Leandrin, she's got this son. She wants you know help for the son. She doesn't want the son to die. And I'm thinking, is that why maybe she's helping the dark one? And I suddenly thought, do characters in this world have reasons for going bad or are some just bad? Is is that too early to talk about now? But it definitely, through episode four, felt like it was trying to hint that, hey, these people, they're not just born bad. They have strong motivations to join the dark one. What do you think?
0: Well, Priscilla your experience is just through the first 3 books, right? And mm-hmm. my experience is through all of the books and I will say that to me a lot of the truly badass guys are kind of one note in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Their their complications aren't drawn out that much. On the other hand, some of the the lesser the the I guess the the level 1 pit bosses or game bosses, they're they're fairly complex and interesting um it's just that you don't spend near as much time as i would like to with the forsaken themselves um outside of when you start to get into books four through six you spend a lot more time and you understand the dynamic between them themselves but not really that much the dynamic between themselves and the world so the answer to your question is yes and no. Yes, sometimes you will get great reasons why people are doing some things, and sometimes you'll just say yeah, it's just a bad guy.
2: <laughs> hey, that's good enough for me. It's it's exciting. I hope they don't give bad and fain a reason. I just want him dead. I hate him so
0: much. <laughs> On that let's spin the wheel look topics. So small, I can't tell where it landed. I know that the subjects are, you know, the Ghost of Christmas Past, Present, and Future, All Things Naive, uh, the Game of Houses, Days to Mar, or I'm a Monster Too, uh, which is <laughs> Rand and Landfear. Uh, we have one I know on the according to the sheet of paper that says pour one out for Uno and All Things Shan Shan and Perrin for both episodes. And then we have one that's called "It's Miller Time" or maybe it's in Bev Time, depending on your your product preference. Uh, Egwene and Elaine, um, everything you know regarding the the mopping duo there. And <laughs> what were you going to say on that one, Bubba? I know that when I I suggested this topic, you said something.
2: I said Miller Time. It's more like maid time. Mm. Egwene and Elaine are like maids in the White Tower, and I'm thinking these. Aja, these uh, I said I they're so powerful there aren't any spells or powers they could use to clean this place so somebody doesn't have to manually mop give me a break
0: <laughs> And then for another topic we have Sherlock Sedai. uh that would be Moraine aka the best therapist in the history of therapists huh. and we have Matt might be a bad bad gambler but Min is the real loser question mark um uh-huh. man a casualty of Moraine's loss of powers, or just a weird way to tie in the prophecy with the land fear reveal, which probably is pretty much the, just the only topic of conversation there. And then we'll think if there's anything else that we haven't covered. Uh, but once again, I can't read this. Bubba makes fun of me constantly. He can read it better than I can. And he just had his dyes dilated. What does it say, Bubba?
2: Well, I think it is time to pour one out through Uno, excuse me, for Uno. <laughs> You know, I gave uh, I gave him a beer, and it just went right through him. Uh, I don't, you know, I always say, I, I say it too much. I haven't read these books, but I I did somehow online see Wheel of Time book fans being really upset that Uno is uh, uh no more. He's a new pneumo. He's not anymore. But nothing against the character. He he stood out. He was memorable. But mm-hmm. to me, it. You know, him dying was not a... Trim- it was it was a moment to show how powerful the other side was. Not mm-hmm. necessarily, here's a tragedy for this character that is a TV show or viewer you've become attached to. So, you know, yeah. if you guys want to mourn Uno, let's have it. I
3: think, actually, that they should kill more people.
0: Whoa! Bloodthirsty <laughs> Priscilla! Let's Dang. kill Nynaeve right now. How about no. it? You wanna no. You want to kill Nynaeve? Yeah. The-
3: no, I don't think you should kill Naineve. What about Elaine? She's an Can we kill character. Elaine? Is Elaine
0: okay? Can we kill her? Do not kill her.
3: Um, no, Baba likes her. No, you should not kill. No, but I I want more people dying. Yes, I want like a <laughs> couple of tea, a, a couple more every season. You introduce like seven, then you kill two, you know, just
0: to keep the balance. What about Loyal? <laughs> I mean, he'll be hard to kill. I
3: mean, we fake killed Celine this. Uh, this season.
0: No? Yeah. Yeah.
3: She's dead, but she's not.
0: Oh, those so. eyes came back open. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. In this story, and maybe you
2: guys can educate me on this again, they're called the sin Chan. The sin Chan, the, the Sean bad guys. Sean Chan. Sean
3: Chan. Sean
2: Chan. Sean Chan are bad guys in this story. And remind me why some of the women uh, wielders of the One Power and the Sean Chan have their mouths almost. Uh, covered and, and prevented from doing anything why would that be because they they sh- can't tell lies why why do you have a woman uh soldiers with that mouth thing in
0: it is a form of restraint bubba uh it's okay. the way the you notice that anytime a woman with one of those pieces in their mouth is doing magical things there's a mm-hmm. woman behind them controlling them they oh, are essentially the slave master the slave master wow. of these people so they are using these people these one power wielders against mm. their will and making them perform magic for magical reasons. Um, it, mm. it put that on top of the fact that we saw, you know, this whole entourage uh, holding up this huge throne being carried on the shoulders of men. Yep, all of those men are slaves. It, it is a slave culture. One of the things about this whole culture and one thing that i also love is that robert jordan actually said that they talk with a texas southern draw accent right that's that was his description well
2: then thank god they've got a gag on some of them i mean the texas draw yeah
0: get rid of it (laughs) but but i love the way that karina mcadams and and uh oh gosh what's uno's wife's name that plays the character of alwyn anyway i love their american accents i love the woman pointing uno out speaking mm. in an American accent, because these people say, you're squatters. We were here first. That's the big argument of the Shanshan. We want to be here first. And that, oh, that to obey, to to await, to serve. I mean, it's a pledge to slavery. These mm. are despicable people. Uh, and I can't wait to see something happen to them.
2: All righty. Well, well, our heroes that on that side of the story are all about to be slaves, except Perrin. Now, this confused me a bit, and it makes me fear for Perrin. He's, like, put on almost in his own wagon, and then Ishmael comes to his wagon and says, hey, the more wolf you are, the more you're on my side. Then almost immediately after that, the uh, the other wolf brother frees him. And so I'm thinking, is this other wolf brother a dark friend? Is he working for Ishmael? It doesn't feel like it in episode four, but it it definitely makes me worry for Perrin. He is going to have to go nonviolent if he's around these evil people who want him to do their bidding.
3: Well, um, like Baba is uh, afraid that Perrin might turn to the dark side. Is that correct? Because of the wolf brother thing?
2: That's what it feels like. Like, yeah, you are Uh you are an animal. You've lost all control. And is this, remind me of the person with Perrin, the other wolf brother?
0: Elias. He likes Elias, right. He likes raw meat on the bone.
2: Right. Is Elias evil because he showed up right when Ishmael left? That's that's my okay. fear.
3: Baba, do, do you play video
2: games? And thank God, no.
3: Okay. Um, there is like a very uh, well-known property called Dragon Age, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Dragon Age, basically, uh, it's basically Wheel of Time, like in terms of magic, because I don't know, like, um, I cannot remember, like, but uh, Robert Jordan, I think was among the first ones, like, uh, either writing magic as something like to be feared, almost like it's very dangerous. So there is, like, you, you see on season one uh, mm-hmm. of Wheel Time, they making this point to show now. That's why you have to go to the White Tower, because even women, uh, uh, they they are not exempt from uh, uh, something going wrong. And then in uh, uh, the last episode, we see how those, uh, that women linked, like on the last episode, that mm-hmm. they, like, half of them died. So that's why they need training because it's, it's very, it's very dangerous thing. No? Like the, the wolf brother thing is something more or less the same. It's not that they are channelers, but it's also very dangerous to them because they can get uh, stuck in a state of like, they are not really uh man anymore. They are like this animal. So that's what Ishamayel was telling him that like, Basically, it's a it's a dangerous stage. And when uh, Elias comes and he explains that like the Aes Sedai don't like them because they mm-hmm. don't understand yeah. what they are. Right. It's exactly like this. Like it's not something, something uh like if an Aes Sedai, if somebody that can channel is already already like very rare, like a wolf brother is also very rare, and there is no literature, nobody knows much about it. So um they fear what it is more than like know what it is so that's like in this context i think if ishamaya would come to pairing and like tempt him hey you don't want wish to be a wolf brother anymore same thing he's doing Mm. uh, with me now yeah uh that pairing he would just say no because of his friends Mm. you know so that's Okay. There is this fear because uh, it's something that they don't know anymore anymore, and, and it's inherently dangerous, but it it's also comes with the people. Like If if you don't want to deal with Ishmael, if you don't want to betray your friends, you're not going to.
0: Can we talk about a couple of things that we learned from episode four, though? Uh, for one thing, uh, we know that Elias doesn't cook anything, but the most important thing that we learned is the fact that those visions that we saw Perrin having in the first two episodes yeah, that we thought were just his heightened wolf senses or whatever is actually the wolves communicating with him now I know a lot of people had called that already I thought it was Perrin using his senses so I just wanted to say I was completely wrong about that it was the wolves communicating with him and I love that the fact that uh, that explains why when they did those panning shots of Perrin uh, when he was checking this stuff out you would always see everybody else being frozen completely still except Elias. And it wasn't the fact that Elias was using the same senses. It's because they were communicating in that wolf way, the same way that Hopper communicated uh, or the other wolves communicated that there was a deer down uh, nearby that they could get some meal for. And the fact that they could, uh, you know, that Hopper could give his name or at least close enough to, uh, to Perrin Uh, I loved all of that. I loved that explanation. It works for me. I don't remember if it's exactly the same way as it is in the books, but I do know that there's communications between Wolf Brothers and Wolves in the books uh, made very clear. Uh, We'll have to see to what extent this goes, but at least they've laid the groundwork for it uh, for future uh, encounters uh, with Wolves, whoever they may be with.
2: Matt, is Perrin a top 10 character for you? Cool. Not you until book four. Not until
0: book four, to be perfectly honest. Not until book four. Uh, well, we, I'm, I'm assuming he's he... not a top 10 for you right now uh, at all.
2: Uh, no, but I wanted you to spoil me that he lives till book four. So thanks for that.
0: <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, you're going to love him in season three. Okay, good. Oh, he's going to survive this season. Sorry for the spoiler folks, but he okay. is going to survive. Where did the wheel land? Priscilla?
3: Oh. So Sherlock Sedai Moraine, the best therapist in history of the therapists. Of therapists. <laughs> I don't do you- understand why is Moraine uh, called a the therapist
2: here. Yeah, I don't either. She Okay, I Are you, go are are you being ironic.
0: She went Are to see Loghain. Are you being ironic? She went to see Are you being ironic?
2: Okay. Yes,
0: I am okay. being ironic. Okay. Okay. She went okay. to All see right. Loghain and offered him a knife. A way out of his misery, right? Yes. You don't tell yeah. the patient to not to commit suicide. That's why yeah, she's okay. the best therapist in the history of therapists.
2: Hold on, hold no, on, I, Matt. Uh... Matt, you're saying that because Loghain is suicidal and she's going to give him a knife, she also shouldn't get him drunk on wine yeah listen I'm get him not... drunk give him a knife one character down that makes priscilla happy <laughs> More death.
3: Yeah, true. We're,
2: gonna, true that. we're gonna need Log- yeah
0: we're gonna need gain ladies we are
2: gonna need gain. even me a stupid book non-book reader knows okay rand is not anywhere able to fight these forsaken and so and moraine is cut off from the one power so somebody's got to somebody's got to take Rand to task and teach him something, we do need low gain. That's that's what I think. Baba it.
3: are you not under like uh under underestimating rand because the same way he paid rent, he can <laughs> oh. also take the, the, the other but, Forsaken. Oh, he sorry. Took okay. the, uh, oh sorry. Forsaken.
2: I thought you were gonna say that's how he was gonna pay low gain <laughs> for the training. I was like, Rand, I really am underestimating you, uh, rent Payer. Um, Yeah. Moraine. So I was just kind of tough on saying, hey, is Perrin not one of my top 10 characters? Not right now. Obviously, I like Moraine. The show puts her front and center and makes her the smart one, the one with knowledge. So we, of course, like that person. But I have to be honest, I didn't, I couldn't truly get into the family drama with her younger sister and
3: really i, I think it I, was so clear okay good well, well
2: no i understood it. it it just didn't pull me in as much as her stabbing somebody through the back in the middle of whoopee which i love but uh, uh what do you think matt marine had to go through some big changes she said "Land, you're getting kicked to the curb i'm all rand all the time and now she's 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 you know she's doing what she's saying she's a woman of her word. she yeah. is gonna She's going to be with the dragon reborn no matter what.
0: Well, I think one of the most important things is to see that she has been putting all of this together the whole time. That she It's not like she just showed up at Carrion and because her sister took over her eyes and ears that she was able to find Rand. She's been knowing that she needs to find him. She already knew that he was there because she talked to Loghain into training him. She's she's being Moraine Sedai without having the one power, and I think that that's intriguing And the family stuff was great for me. Her sister absolutely idolizes her, but realizes how, and the history behind that, how she's had to save the family house because their uncle had committed some kind of bad thing. I thought that all of that was fantastic. And I understand that people wouldn't get into it, but if you're into the books and you know just a little bit about Moraine's history, um, then I love the way that they expanded upon that quite a bit. And that made it for me.
3: Well, wow, Moraine, um, I think like the scene with the sister like um, make should make her realize that because okay, she doesn't have the powers, but she still acts as a, an Isadi. Like the the world is at her disposal, no. Yeah. And Moraine has some like uh, it's not coldness, but she's very calculating like in the, in the way she she does things so maybe this kind of shows her that like there are other methods how how she can achieve the same like uh, the same results all she needed to do was to ask the woman who has been living in that city for like decades yeah instead of like uh like sh- trying to shut her off because she doesn't want to get involved with the family business or the family dynamics anyway anymore because she's has been gone for so long she like doesn't want to spend time with her sister doesn't want to have tea all she needed to do was to sit have tea with her sister and ask did you see this guy do you know what he is (laughs) but she lost time let's just get marine back her
2: power like let's get marine back her power and let's get on with it, because we need some powerful people on the good guy side who can kick serious tail. All right, spin that wheel.
3: Okay, so like the ghosts of Christmas past, present, and future. All things naive for both episodes. So well, you, you hate naive or not? No,
2: I hate Nynaeve. What Nynaeve. What is this hate, hate, hate? I, I, I we'll get to land in a minute, who I don't want to say I hate. I just don't like seeing him on the show. You told me, you were like... Do you like to
3: see him on the supermarket, perhaps? But not on the show?
2: Right, it'd be better to see him at the supermarket, not on the show. Now, you told me, because you saw episode three before I did, you loved Uh episode three. And a part of me, because you loved it so much, and I'm watching Nynaeve do the trials with the arches, a part of me was thinking, oh, this is great. I had two thoughts. Number one, I thought, Oh, she'll be in these arches for several episodes. And then when we need a hero, she'll come out of the arches. That didn't happen. Then the second thing I thought, and again, this is me spinning up ideas because you were so high on mm-hmm. the third episode, is I thought to myself, you know, what would be great would be is if, isn't this horn they're looking for? Doesn't it do something like raise the dead or help the dead help you? I thought, well, that's how they're going to get naive out of the arches. They're going to blow the horn. That didn't happen either. Instead, it was naive using the one power inside the arch for like, you know, I don't know if I'm describing it correctly, but using mm-hmm. the one power inside the arch is that, and maybe this got lost on me. Is that like a big no, no? Or is that like she did something impossible? She called on the one power inside the arch. What? Which one? She is... did
3: something impossible, okay, basically. Well
2: then, heck yeah, let's I, go.
3: I didn't understand the first mm. time I saw, even on my review, I was like, who okay. opened and it? Was, and I thought, because they, the way they cut it, mm-hmm. I thought that somehow like Egwene had managed it, but then she like got exhausted and she passed out. That's right. what I understood. And then naive came. But no, uh several people said, no, no, no. It was naive. And I watched again and it's in fact it was naive. And this is, this is supposed to be impossible. Yeah. That's why they have I on the other side to open it.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. That's
3: exactly why.
0: Yeah. Oh. She has so much raw power, Bubba, yet uh she can't use it because of her block, you know uh she either has to be angry or afraid and in all of those cases or especially in that case she was angry and she was afraid and she took out some trollics and, and at the same time she reactivated the arches in a way so i loved that i think what's more compelling is what is it that nynaeve fears what is it that she actually fears that comes out of those arches and that is to me being helpless mm. she's or being, being someone who is unable to help in all of those situations she was a child she wasn't able to help her parents she she was not allowed to be the wisdom and to, or couldn't didn't have the eyes powers to heal the plague in the second one
1: right and
0: she watched all of her friends die not only that she had spent years in that arch for her it had been years and had that bond of family with matt with parent with land with that child i w- man when she came out and she had that blood all over her shift i just fell to the floor i i died I, it was yeah
3: it was the blood of the
0: of her daughter it of her child it was the blood of her daughter and it was just awful and so that's why when people got onto this fourth episode about Nynaeve moping around and whatever i'm like you spend years with your child and then suddenly lose them and tell me you're not going to mope around for a few months. Uh, She got back on her feet pretty quickly. As far as I'm concerned, (laughs) maybe too quickly.
2: I would say, because I'm one of those people that said too much moping is that yes, she lived through them, but she knows in the way I understand it. I know that was just a vision. You know, she, in that fourth episode is any part of it. Real is any part of it. Real. If any part of it is real, they did that didn't come across to me. That was, hey, this is a future what may be. Yes, it came and across so, that
0: way to you. But if you live it, if you develop those emotional attachments, yeah, but I those did, are I, just I, as real as if it actually happened. Uh-huh. You don't believe it. Okay, fine. We, but we when I wake to up for a minute, one. No, uh, let,
3: let's be clear here. Baba has like a cold heart.
2: Yeah, that's not a surprise. <laughs> well, I'm saying a dream can affect me. And then I wake up and I realize, oh, it was just a dream.
0: Yeah, but you don't have, um, you don't spend years in a dream developing emotional attachment. Yeah, hold on.
2: Did you see Inception? You do spend years in dreams.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. I give up. I give up. What else about 90 <laughs> in these episodes? Uh, anything else? I, I love some of these rules, um, which are brought up in the book. Things like, you know, uh, once you begin you can't stop or you'll be thrown out of the tower um things like these are taran and that many taran ter- are simply avoided because they're dangerous now somehow they've known these uh this how this one works for some time and they can use it effectively uh, another rule was that no one uses the no one will be able to use the rule the the one power in the arches well we broke that rule now um and just all kind of the the, the ritual there's one black bucket there's one white bucket you know all all of all of your sins will be cleansed and all sins against you just don't tell us (laughs) basically just don't get too personal and don't tell us your your sins are your own we don't want to know um all of these kinds of things are stuff just straight from the books that i just absolutely love that they included and the washing and and the different buckets that third bucket's got the ancient isodai symbol on it
3: I just want to say that like they they managed to have, in my opinion, the exact the best blend of what is in the books and what you can change from the books that I need. you know you have like uh, some of the things that they to- that tell her are like are from the books, straight from the books, the dialogue, some of the things, but the sequences, what she goes through, Inside the arches, is much more personal, much more like uh, heartbreaking than in the books. If they could ever manage to capture these two things in the way, the perfect mix that they did the with Nynaeve in the arches for the whole series, that would be great.
2: Can we ask talk about Nynaeve's choice at the end of episode four? Is she free to go with Leandrin and just split up and leave
0: and be like, okay, I did the arches. I'm going to go help my friends. She did say in the episode as an accepted, she's allowed to leave the tower.
2: Even though Uh, her color hasn't been decided, she's currently walking around in white. Is she a white
0: Aja? What's going on? She's got those cuffs on now, which are the multiple colors, which means she's about to choose an Aja. She also now has a ring. She doesn't have a stone in it because she hasn't chosen her on Aja. Okay. So she could just leave if she wants to. She could say, Yep. Peace Anytime out. Anytime she wants.
2: Gotta help my friends later, losers. Anytime she wants. Well, wait a minute. If they have to do what she says, yep. if she then says come with me, losers, with they would go.
0: Yeah. Okay there. Yeah. It's 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 all all a lot of crazy, stupid technicalities. But the sergeant ordered orders the privates to go. Actually, the sergeant said, I'm not going to order you to go, but you can you can come. And Egoyne says, I volunteer. So there you go. You know, Just like I, the army. And I love Egwene. I mean, maybe this is more for an Egwene topic, but I, I just love her motivations finally being made clear because in the books, um, it's not quite as ooh, can we say it's not quite it's it's more self-serving.
3: Yeah, like um, like she's more ambitious,
0: right? I would say,
3: right. But like they changed a lot uh, in the Egwene um story that it makes sense for the TV show yes. Egwene.
0: I agree. Unbelievable, Bubba. I can actually read this. It is Miller time. Uh, you want to talk time. about Egwene and uh, and Elaine? Do you have anything? I just love Elaine in these episodes. Yes.
2: Amen. Let's go. I loved Egwene in season one. I thought she was the main character. I love her new partner in crime, Elaine. They really, once again, don't seemingly have much of a story on their own, But I am so excited for them to get active. I don't care if they're allowed to or not. Let them leave the tower. Let's let these young wannabes get out there and start using the one power for some good. That's what I want to see. And I think they make a good pair and a good odd couple pair.
3: Mm -hmm. Now, Baba, you are like, you you just want to see people kicking ass, right? That's what you want to do.
2: Yes. And other people receiving that. Yes, kicking.
0: You know, those are two he different the bad guys get their butts whooped. That's what he wants or, to see.
2: Or the good guys. Yeah. It's okay if the good guys you... lose. Hold on. Do you want to see somebody mopping for any more episodes?
0: No. Let's That's a quadruple roll. M, Bubba. I mean, it's it's mopping, moping, and making magic.
2: It's mopping yeah. time. It's Do you just want to r- see like more mopping.
3: Not look. Okay. Anytime there. Rand, anytime Rand appears, there will be some mopping. This <laughs> I can tell you.
2: That is it's true. Automatic,
3: like he's like. He leaves
2: a mess everywhere. <laughs> I gotta pay the rent. Get the mop.
3: <laughs> he's terrible. I have to
2: admit. Okay, hold on, hold on, Matt. We I keep going top ten on you. I'll pull you in, Priscilla as well. Egwene or Lane? Do either or both make your top ten so far in this show? In these characters, I want to say yes for me. In the show,
3: yes, uh, yeah. yes,
0: definitely in the show. Okay, um, yeah yeah my my love for either of them depending on whether they live or die uh varies greatly as I read the books but okay uh it goes wildly from one extreme to the other sometimes <laughs> but uh in the show so far, there is absolutely nothing to hate about either of them uh, and I would definitely put I think I would put Elaine probably in my top five. whoa yeah. And men too. To be
3: completely yeah, okay. honest, like in terms of motivations, I think Egwene, Egwene, might be the most consistent. Oh, good. Of them all, like in the show.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: In the show, you know, yeah. like Matt comes and goes. Rand is just like, I Rand. you know.
0: Everybody hates and Rand. I
3: need... it's not. I don't. I don't hate man I just.
0: Oh, that's right. That's. Just I just
3: me. wish. Sorry i just wish he was a little bit different you know just that and Nynaeve has her ups and downs and pairing is struggling so iguane is just like i'm iguane i want to do this it might not work but i'm trying i love that i like that too yeah
0: excellent yeah um I, one of the things that I really loved and that was exemplified really well for me as far as Elaine goes is that sense of diplomacy, because Elaine has that throughout, even through my reread, I've renoticed it, that she understands how to make people see a, a, a way through something. She's helping Egwene in that way in episode three, um, even in episode two with the, with the kind of, you know, is it a jealousy issue or not? Mm-hmm. And I, I loved the way that Elaine does all of this poor Bubba, Your eyes just must be killing you. I'm sorry, brother. Um, and especially when I'm talking about a or Elaine and, and the light off of my glasses is bouncing right into your No, 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 no.
2: Sorry. It's, it, listen, I, You know, That look on your face
0: told me, like, can we talk about anything but Elaine? No, no, no. Sorry,
2: sorry, sorry. You're right. This stupid thing I'm wearing because of my uh, dilated eyes is annoying me. But I I love these characters. You could talk about them for hours. I'm not going to be negative.
3: But you look good with this strange thing on your eyes.
2: I know they are mixing these two stories, and so much is away from the books. But because I do like these two characters, Egwene and Elaine, can you guys... See where the story is going? Or are you guys excited where these two might go? Okay, I see a
0: thumbs up. I off. am Herkyo.
3: very excited. Right, yeah. they're, they're uh,
0: and it's going to be horrible and it's going to be great. Yes. At the same yes. time.
3: Yes. Horrible and great.
0: Yeah. Okay, right.
2: so they're mopping, but it's especially clean. So it's horrible because they're mopping, but great because now the floor is clean.
0: Oh, someone asked the question. I don't remember when it was, but you know, wouldn't you just have an isodye? Uh, if an Aes Sedai, wouldn't you just use the one power to to do the mopping? Why, yeah, why that's what I hide? did. Yeah, I asked that. Oh, you asked that question. Well, the, the answer is, is that uh, you can do that, but it is highly discouraged by the order. Uh, because as Egwene said in the first episode, it builds character. Um, Baba um, doesn't want to see
3: characters being viewed.
0: But, well, I don't just, want to see mopping. Bubba, Bubba Anything just,
2: else. How about build my character while I'm destroying a Trolloc? I've uh, got also build yeah, character. Bubba,
0: Bubba just doesn't like character development, period. So it's oh just... my god. Oh <laughs> my god.
2: It's the slander that is happening against me. You guys uh... have made such a mess of this podcast. I'm gonna ask Egwene and Elaine to bring them up.
0: Well, Bubba, I can't read it. Where did it land?
2: Oh my god. Well, the key word is where did it land? And so that means it landed Lem. on
3: land. Yeah. A Heard casualty it, of, of moraine loss of yep. powers, or just a weird way to tie the prophecy to the Lanfi reveal. I think it's it was a weird way to tie the prophecy to the Lanfi reveal. And
0: okay.
3: he is a casualty of moraine loss of power. So it's both, it's not either or, it's both. And uh, Len has been the weakest link yes. for a couple of episodes now, and I was I was very enthusiastic about Alana uh, actually going to Len and saying, "Hey, Len, how about you go to the White Tower because your girlfriend is about to become an Sedai. Yes. and guess what? You can be her warder." And I was like. So confused when I said no, I don't want to do that. I don't want my (laughs) life is over. And it was like, what the
2: heck? Right, Nynaeve needs a warder. You need a. I said, I let's go, but no, Lan instead thinks, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna emotionally mop here."
3: She wasn't gonna let him go. He doesn't
2: like salt.
3: No 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 I hate I hate this I hate when Thank the story you. forces a character just to do something because the the writer said no that's what you're going to do is it, remember like Game of Thrones where like uh Varys said no, Jones No cannot marry Daenerys Targaryen because they are incompatible. It's not about being compatible. It's a medieval fantasy. People get married for like military alliances. What you are like, you are paid to do that.
0: But can't Why you at least you be a thirst no? trap along the way? <laughs> Matt yeah. dropping the thirst
2: trap. Okay, sure. Let's roll. Uh, and then I
3: mean, and then Lam was like, no, there is no reason for that. Do you think there is a reason for Land to refuse to to be nine years older?
0: Yeah, Matt, let's hear it. Defend Land. He's he's suffering from a rain withdrawal. Uh, Come on. But the the whole idea here that I found very interesting was the principle of of the masking, because it almost seemed like that was a no no last season. Turns out everybody does it. Yeah, one time. but
3: that but that that was another scene that was the scene with lamb and the warder like the the blonde warder right yeah mm-hmm. yeah
0: that was with maskum um and th- i love learning all these little rules and everything i think that that's important mm-hmm. and you got to use a thirst trap like land in order to get those rules taken sometimes because nobody will pay attention to them otherwise um
3: but he had his shirt on
0: <laughs> He's got a new he had his hair though. down. Did you he had, he his had his hair down, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. that That's great. He's not all tied so up in a ponytail anymore.
3: What you're saying is that the, the episode would have been better if we cut the nonsensical scene with uh, Len refusing to be Eves warder for reasons we don't know and just I... go to uh, Len and Maxim uh, talking about the masking of the, the bomb.
0: I'd have traded a low gain scene for shirtless land anytime. But you want
3: shirtless it. land?
0: Absolutely. Okay. Well, don't you? Yes. Anything else on land? I, I just think that, you know, it was an awkward way to be able to tie so that we could have the big Bubba, you talk about how all this stuff and you want more like the end, but it took that thing, Lan having that poem, having that prophecy, and them discovering it, to create all of that back and forth, along with the first scene with the Dark One actually raising Fear to make that even much more dramatic. I thought that that was brilliant. Uh, I, but I since...
3: still want like a, an episode devoted exclusively to Lanfear and Ishamayel. From their oh, point that'd of be fear. great. That's what I want
2: wonderful i idea. want to
3: know I, I want to know what they're feeling inside their cold hearts
2: yeah i mean they've been trapped inside these pieces of you know stone, stone. for so long yeah. you know get out and stretch your you know get out and stretch yourself you know kick back find a, a hot young ginger and get busy that's what lansher yeah. did
3: i want i want to know exactly what Ishmael has been doing the specs this best, is six best months he's six been months. keeping
2: he, he's been keeping that beard on point you know there is no miss miss snip in that definitely beard.
0: definitely goes to see the hairdresser
2: right and then yeah. and then i should point out celine slash lanfear her hair is the darkest black and it's unnaturally black so you know, black i that think it's she is blue. wearing
3: a wig right is she wearing a it's wig a, it's, it's a wig
2: or is dyed crazy because it is very striking it's perfect yeah she's
3: amazing I
0: really like her. And lucky there. Uh, just like my roulette playing and wheel spinning, Matt might be a bad gambler, uh, but is Min the real loser is where this one landed. Uh, there's not a whole lot to talk about here, so we can go through it real quick. I felt really, uh, I thought that it was a nice way to marry the two portrayals of Matt Cawthon by having them both be outside an archway where there were friends in need, just like in uh, when they left for the ways mm-hmm. in season one, and the way Egwene was crying on that bench, and then not going in, not participating, uh, that sealed the deal. That married the consistency of the character for me between Barney Barney Harris and Donald Finn. Uh, I thought that that was absolutely magnificent. And poor Matt, he just doesn't have a clue. Leandrin's no. giving him a chance, knowing that Leandrin is just all over these episodes, manipulating. She knows that Matt's going to come back. She knows she's been watching this guy for five months. She knows Matt much better than Moraine knows how to treat Loghain. Uh, So she she absolutely, and and also Leandrin, not a good <laughs> therapist, but she absolutely manipulated Matt into returning and coming back for men. They knew that this whole thing, this doorway between the cells the whole time, it's revealed that men is going to do this for Leandrin because mm-hmm. she doesn't want to have the visions anymore. And who would want those visions when you look at a person and you see how they're going to die. Uh, that's pretty awful. The question that I have for you, Bubba is okay. because I, I don't know what men knows about Rand himself. Surely there's been talk that he has died, uh, between some of the Aes Sedai and what have you, or maybe Leandrin thinks that he has died. Although, given Leandrin's allegiances, she might know that that's not the case. But given that Min had that vision of Matt stabbing Rand with that dagger, does she is she the only one out? that is with our main groups that knows that Rand is still alive outside of Moraine, of course,
2: outside of Moraine hmm. and land. Do you think land in his moping told other people, Hey, you know that dragon reborn kid, he's still alive. I doubt he told anything else, but
3: let me just present a theory here.
2: Let's hear it. I want finally a theory. Let's go.
3: Okay. Like this vision of men with yeah. Matt and Rand. Mm-hmm. Remember the first season that Rand and Matt talking about killing each other, right? Remember yes. that? Yes.
2: Yeah. like right. If it comes that, to Matt? this point, I'll kill you. If yeah. it comes to that point, you kill me. Oh yeah.
3: Well, Matt is not he wasn't there with them in the ways. He wasn't there with them. He doesn't know anything that happened to Rand to like at the eye of the world, right?
2: Mm-hmm. No, he doesn't. So
3: maybe this is something that is like it's not actually a vision that mean is seeing of a future, but what Matt fears will happen when he sees Rand another time. Maybe it's like some projection of of Matt, because she doesn't react because Matt says, "I don't want to know about the future."
2: Right. To her. I- I think you do have to that does have to pay off in one way or another. To okay. me, it could be a thing, and again, I know nothing, but how did episode four end? Episode four ended with a somebody getting stabbed and then waking up, they're fine. To me, it's possible that good old Matt is gonna stab Rand and then Rand's gonna pull a land fear and be like, I'm good.
0: Okay. <laughs> That's the shadow of the blade, though. So I thought it was what it was implying that is, if he turned, if he's seduced by that blade again, it could Uh... mean Rand's death. That's the Mm -hmm. way that I interpreted it. Uh, But again, that's just an interpretation. I like what you guys are saying, too. So it's as good for me as as any.
3: Or maybe they are just playing around. Yeah. Maybe it's just like, hey, stabby, stabby.
2: Right, they're doing they're reenacting Ro, uh, Hamlet, and they're like, Hey, this will be the scene, I'll be Polonius, and you'll be Caesar. Me. Yes, Matt. From the way you talk, I think that men might be in your top 10. Is that true? That this poor woman suffering from these visions, who's going
0: to turn to the dark side, is in your top 10? Yeah or Min is absolutely in my top 10. I she's been it. in my top 10 since I book one. Whoa, okay, yeah,
3: she's very cool, yeah.
1: Yeah. is
0: very very cool um they're not mm-hmm. quite getting the cool the, the, they are getting some of the cool from the mm-hmm. books in into her in the television show but i'm hoping that they get more and i don't know with her going with matt and all this what this means for future storylines i don't know what's going to be cut i don't know there was something in episode four that implied to me that there might be something happening at the tower uh, that's in the books and then there's been other things in other episodes that have, inclined, that have made me think well they're not going to do that so because it's just weird um because they've s- stretched the characters out in so many different places that i don't know exactly how that's going to happen i don't even think you're there yet priscilla so i'll say nothing more um, you
3: can say everything anything you want i'm not uh, i like spoilers
0: yeah, but Bubba, bubble will kill me if i, I spoil you
2: I'll kill you better than those people who killed
0: Loyal. Yeah, that's for sure. They failed. Pat Loyal was pain. just
3: like. failed. and fail. Yeah, he, yeah, he <laughs> just he just wanted to go to take a nap.
0: Funny, that's it. what happened. We've got some feedback on, on that whole thing that I ranted and rave about last week that I can't wait to get to because it just made me feel a whole lot better. Uh-oh.
1: All
2: right. Well, the one well, there are a couple more topics on this wheel, and I think we gotta spin because it's gonna end up on everybody's favorite character, Rand. Oh yeah. <laughs> Rand is with Loghain. That's kind of episode three, is him navigating his way around Loghain. And episode three ends with him in that fiery, steamy, smoky night of passion at the end. And then episode four begins with a fire sale at the end. <laughs> then um you, you know, when your girl says, Hey, let's go up to Kinslayer Dagger, you're like, Hey, what now? Why don't we go to the happy valley? No, 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 let's go to Kinslayer Dagger. Wh- what? So that should have been his first sign that this lady, she no good. And they went up and they, you know, they continue to bond about how they both feel like they don't have a place in the world. They sleep outside the cabin. Terrible move, and then they're attacked by a fade. Holy smoke! I love these fades. We need more fades because they are so hideous looking, and it, it's scary. And so many times, Rand is using the power. And in as as a viewer, I'm thinking, is Rand really using this power, or Celine kind of using the power to destroy the fade, to that burn down the fade?
0: That was actually a debate among some book readers last night. Um,
2: yeah, well, I I thought it e- even the previous week in, uh, sorry, in episode three, where they had their, you know, smoky night of love. But then finally, she's tying him to the bed. And that's not good. This is, a, you know, this is a bad sign.
3: Hey, and, I think Red was into it.
0: Well, so you, you was, might
3: not be into it, but I think Ren maybe was at first, maybe at first, it was at first.
0: It, w- it was a double M, <clears throat> double M, yeah, Melisandre moment, her with Gendry, um, right? It, it mm-hmm. definitely had that vibe, even her posture on top of him had that same vibe. Uh I loved the creepiness of all of that, especially when she got right up in his ear. Can oh. I tell you something? I mean, it was. Natasha O'Keefe is absolutely killing it. Uh, you know, they, they did a really super job casting her as Lanfear. Uh My problem is, is that. You know, we've got this and now it seems like we only have. What? Which, again, I understand it makes perfect sense for television. You don't want a whole bunch of actresses and everything, but there's not going to be any surprise. As there is in the books. when Land Oh, fear about who
2: is, who is Land fear yeah. now? Because yeah. it, she keeps almost changing bodies. Right.
0: I mean, now, they could they could have stand in actors for like a part, and then you sh- cut, and it looks like it's it's right. And they revert back to this look. But the, that's you, true. But you don't get Natasha O'Keefe doing those lines. Mm. That's the problem that I have with it. If you do that, so that's the only drawback for the way that they treated uh, Moraine's handling of her, which I loved. I thought that would. I I as a book reader, of course, I did not expect that at all. It was a great surprise seeing that seeing that Heremark sword.
2: I
3: loved it. I it. love it too. It was fantastic.
0: Absolutely I was
3: like, Yeah, Maureen, go, go. It was, was so there, cool. Yeah.
2: Was there ever an alternate take where Maureen comes up and stabs a person and then goes, Oh, whoops. No, that person wasn't a that wasn't a Forsaken. Sorry, <laughs> Rand. Right, uh We got to leave or we're going to be charged with homicide. We got to get out of here. Do you guys think Rand had deep feelings for her or was she just a vessel to help him get past his pain? And I mean, Celine, not for the hideous um, forsaken that she is.
0: They're still portraying some aspects of Rand like he's a 14 year old kid. Um, But but they're putting him in a 20 year old body. His thing with Egwene is over. Um and John de Celine.
3: Hey, uh, Matt, I have to protest that.
0: There we go. Thank you.
3: We like we spent some time discussing this thing exactly uh, Rand and Egwene mm-hmm. if they were broken up, and you said they were not broken up. Like that, Rand was cheating on Egwene. I said they were broken up.
0: I would say because Egwene, Rand... it would seem like no, Rand no, 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 no,
3: no, because Rand is dead
0: to Egwene.
3: So, this is like when you're dead, you cannot date anyone. And now you're saying that, uh, no, like, uh, Rand, Rand uh, is it. Uh, it's gone rand has to move on from inguain What happened you can't let me flip sides
0: just to hate on rand just a little bit come on (laughs) that's the one thing i ask for from this podcast nobody gives me a chance to hate on rand i try to hate on rand bubba gets on me i try to hate on rand priscilla gets on me everybody i want to hate on rand but that's okay i won't hate on rand for you guys and despite the fact that he doesn't understand his feelings that he doesn't that he treats women like crap that he has no conception of what being an adult is actually like. Hold even on. though He's an adult in the show. I <laughs> Hold on. Just...
3: No, no. He has conception of being what being an adult is because he knows how to pay his bills. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, is Rand going to be... Here, I'll speculate. Hopefully, I can and not get into trouble. In, in my own mind, I'm speculating, is Rand going to be upset with moraine because she came in right in the middle of being busy he's trying to live his life you know he said leave me alone tell everybody i'm dead and she won't leave him alone or is he going to be accepting of somebody who just saved his life part of me mm-hmm. part of me worries it's going to be the former and not the latter well but it,
3: baba if they keep Rand as in the books he's going to always be upset with no, moraine no. Moraine, Moraine went to Kyrie and did yes. what Rand could not do, convince Logan to train Rand.
2: Yes,
0: pretty offering her to let him kill himself?
3: No, no, no. Let's go to see if Rand is going to fake her. Yes. Wait and see. Let's go. Say, so, oh, Moraine, fake you.
0: Lauren Balf recently did a great Ask Me Anything on his Instagram account And there was one question that came up from Katie's Literature Corner that I found particularly interesting and Lauren's answer particularly interesting. Katie asked, while composing Season two's score, did you adapt and create new iterations of character themes to parallel how they are growing and changing in the plot? And Lauren's answer was, there is a darkness to come of the characters, so a new tone is working within their themes. The same with strength. Now, I find this very interesting because I think we found at least one example of this in the third episode regarding Nynaeve and Lan's theme. We all heard it back in, was it episode seven, I believe, where Nynaeve went and had the dinner with Lan and what kind of qualifies as his family, his adopted family, so to speak. And this lovely theme played as they continued to fall deeper and deeper for each other. And we heard that in this third episode when Nynaeve first sees Lan as she's leaving the tower. Now, granted, she's still in the third arch, but she's not exactly aware of that, I don't think, until the arch reappears and then she ignores the arch. But we do hear Lan and Nynaeve's theme One thing that happens is before Nynaeve realizes that it's still part of the arch, everything in this part of the theme is very happy. It sounds like it's normal version of the theme, like this. All of those chords point towards a major key, and what does major do? It tends to make us feel happier, lighter, more hopeful. All of those wonderful, lighter feelings, right? This opposes the way that minor chords make us feel. Minor chords make us feel darker, sometimes sadder, sometimes scarier. So when we hear a happy sound, we even as an audience get fooled into thinking that maybe this is really happening. Maybe they're going to get together because we know at that point that Lan has been sent away by Moraine. So it's a nice little psych, a nice little fake out, so to speak. But as Lauren mentioned to Katie's Literature Corner, there's a darkness here. And the darkness is the fact that Nynaeve's still in the arch, that none of this is actually happening. So when the arch starts to kind of show itself up at Nynaeve's back, we shift to the relative minor key. What that means is that the notes of the melody can stay the same, but they're against a different key signature that sounds minor and there's also some rhythm added underneath by drums that tell you that it's trouble it's trouble telling a double t so in the relative minor that note would be this and it would be played at this rhythm you put the melody on top of that and you get this Again, it's the exact same notes, but it's not the same harmony, and that creates a different emotional context. Love the way that that works. There was something else that Lauren was asked about the Shan Shan theme, and I'm sorry I didn't get who asked this question, but it essentially was Lauren answered what the Shan Shan theme was about by saying that it's almost kind of an inversion of the Aes Sedai theme which is kind of the main theme of the show. We talked about that in last week's musical analysis and how it was applied to Moraine. But let's examine exactly what the similarities and the differences are. How does the Shan Chan theme invert from the Aes theme? Well, first let's look at the full Shan Chan theme. It sounds like this. There's one particular note in there that really makes it sound weird, I suppose you might say, not like most harmonies that we're used to hearing, and that's the flat fifth. Now, in the Aes Sedai theme, that flat fifth doesn't exist, but one thing that I noticed is that the Shan Shan theme starts higher and resolves down to the same note that the Aes Sedai theme starts from and goes in the opposite direction. So the Aes Sedai theme sounds like this. And you can hear that there are some similar notes, but you can also hear that the Shan Shan theme tends to go lower, it tends to dip down, whereas the Aes Sedai theme tends to go up. That's why melodic shape is important. Shan Shan going down indicates to us a more negative feeling, while the Aes Sedai goes up. Still, there are notes in common. For instance, both themes have this note in it. Both themes have this note in it. And when you combine some other notes from the different melodies and play them all at the same time, which is essentially what our brain kind of does without us even realizing it, But when you hear the Aes Sedai theme, you get this kind of feeling. Which is not the most comfortable feeling in the world, and it's not intended to be, because that creates a dominant chord, and that makes us a little bit tense, because dominant chords make us tense and want something more. On the other hand, the Shan Shan combined notes sound like this. And again, you get that this-isn't-quite-right kind of feeling from it. And that's principally because, again, that flat fifth exists. This note. Now, we only got a glimpse of the Shanshan Shan last season, and we got that full theme as they were out there on the boat and using a wave to kill a little girl. But when the stuff with Uno happens in the third episode, there's even more dimension of things not being right and feeling even darker because we just saw what happened to Uno as everybody bows, there's an additional chord that's added in there that fits with the rest of the melody, but doesn't really fit with the overall harmony that we're used to there. And that's the chord that I'm going to leave you with. We'll be back with another segment here in just a second.
1: Gentlemen, it's time for the game that everybody's been itching to play. It's that sexy scene where we try to identify the most lecherous scene in these episodes that we're reviewing. Let's begin with our first contestant, Priscilla. What was that sexy scene for you in these two episodes?
3: Um, I think there is no contest. It was hands down the revelation that Rand Althor is into bondage. Well, like uh, he was, he was into it. He was ready to go, but uh, Céline uh, had to talk about monsters and what's not. Uh, she killed the moon. She killed the moon, yeah. It was like, it was like a turn off for him
1: that she could channel. I really enjoyed me some Camelon barbecue, but that's just my fetish. <laughs> Bubba, what was your fetish in these episodes?
2: Well, you take two lovely young women and they're grabbing their hands around some wood and mopping. Yes, that's it. It's Elaine and Egwene mopping. I, I will never forget that. That was the sexiest scene.
1: Uh, as for me, well, you didn't let me introduce you, man.
0: That's fine, but, uh, Coach. You, you you can go. Uh, as for me, I believe that quite possibly the fact that gain every time he has a bottle of gildan red within his view his demeanor instantly changes he is ready to suck that red down he wants to savor each and every drop of that gildan red much in the same way that anybody else would look at their lover Logaine looks at gildan red
1: well and knives
0: in such a lustful way it cannot be denied
1: that was a terrible answer matt that's all we've got time for let's move on to some feedback we'll play again sometime soon Bye.
0: So we have some wonderful feedback coming to us this time around, mostly from our YouTube videos. We want to say thanks to Mila SN 2010 for just stopping by and saying, welcome back. We appreciate it. Uh, here's our, our first bit of feedback regarding Wheel of Time in general and our excitement about the first two episodes. Glenn 9593 says, I couldn't disagree more with you guys liking wheel of time it is hands down the worst thing i've watched this year and i saw secret invasion (laughs) (laughs) i read the books when they first came out and then a few times after and they're great that's what makes the tv show even worse but even if i hadn't read the books i don't think i'd like the show as my main complaint is how boring the show is Mm. well it sounds to me like you and bubba should be friends uh Glenn 9593 uh because Bubba uh, yeah. thinks all but 5 minutes of the fourth episode was pretty boring
1: too
2: everybody is entitled to their opinion everybody likes certain things and dislikes certain things i thought season 2 was a step up i thought the first 3 episodes were really good of season 2 and i do think the where we're going at the end of season of episode 4 is exciting it's just in this one sliver of time i am with Glenn on episode four being a little slow but it, it most likely glenn hasn't even watched episode four so we're fine
0: probably so glenn maybe it, i don't even know if you're watching this podcast or listening to this podcast uh whatever but uh hopefully i would ask you to just try and give it a chance that's just me um uh, rent rent a little more, uh, that's a great name uh says loving season two because it has complex characters, costumes, and Celine, uh, so that would be a quadruple C, I believe. Whoa, quadruple C! Good work, yeah. Grant. I really
3: oh, like. Good. I really like this new character, Celine. Very good,
0: <laughs> Selene. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's see, Bubba. Can you tell me? Because uh, this was directed directly at me. I probably should read it, but why don't you read it so it'll sound like you're actually coming down on me? Okay, so.
2: This user with the name Trollfamadorian agent is is responding to Matt. Matt had mentioned that Egwene was seemingly being with Rand in the first season, you know, as a as a sex partner, but being uncomfortable in season two, seeing these other Sedai, like Alana in bed with her warders. So this person wrote, I think there's a lot of gradients between having had sex and being comfortable with walking in on a threesome. It's not a binary between being a prude or a liberty and
1: yeah uh,
3: i agree yeah matt Great. you that, learn a new thing yeah
0: well, now. You know, I, and just like that white is the what the absence of color so no it's all colors no. i gotta it's go back and color. check the tape i gotta check go back and check the tape <laughs> on that uh so one <laughs> of the things that i did that this is a failure of mine to communicate I was also talking about her conversation with Alana and Alana thinking she was talking about sex uh, and discussing sex directly with Egwene Mm -hmm. when when Egwene was just trying to uh, come in and learn uh, about a weave. On top of that, there is something in the books, and this is why it was in the book reader podcast and not in the TV podcast, but I'm going to put this here. There is an aspect to Egwene in the books that is very much... This is not proper for anyone else, except when it happens to me. And then that's fine. So that was something else that I was trying to get at. It was the fact that, uh, which is one of the things that drives me uh, Egwene crazy or drives me crazy about Egwene, as I mentioned earlier, is the fact that there are so many things. If my point is this, if she was having the threesome, it would be absolutely cool. But because someone else is having it, it's not cool that's what the i thought that rafe was trying to say in the subtext to give a nod to book readers is all i'm saying all hmm. but it doesn't hmm. work well for it doesn't work well for the show because Egwene has had sex with rand hmm
3: maybe the sex with rand was just like something forgettable she
0: doesn't oh. consider it like you sure you don't want to do a rand hater segment <laughs>
3: She just doesn't consider it was like sex. Right. It was she was just said like that, she's still virgin.
2: Wait. That Are doesn't you, cover the rent for her.
0: You you're in there? I,
3: I knew I knew a girl that she was like that. She's like her first time wasn't good. So she was like, it doesn't it didn't happen.
0: Uh Jen Liz, sixty-two forty eight, says book reader, and I'm loving it. I liked most of the first season, but it did have its problems, and this is a big improvement. Excellent. Yes. Uh, Dwayne Swab, 3420. Uh, this was in response. This is my absolute favorite bit of feedback that we got. I was complaining about Loyal recovering from, from the Shadow Morgoth blade. And Dwayne Swab, 3420, says In my headcanon, cannon, Fane stabbed Loyal in one of his pockets that was filled with books. Oh, brilliant. 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 Yeah. Brilliant. Loyal was irate that his previous time was ruined. But he was alive and rue to the loss. Yes. I love that because Loyal <laughs> does have, he just carries so many books with him. I don't know how anybody get a knife in there. Uh, finally, Geometrics, uh, that's with a zero and then a, a one and two X's, says, This show is so horrible. Stop shilling. Pooping on the podcast.
1: Yeah.
2: I would Mm.
3: love
2: to. Yeah, please. Pay us to shill. Please. Yeah. 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 Yeah,
3: I want to, I want to, yeah, I want to, I want somebody to pay me as Randy's paying. Celine.
0: Whoa. (laughs) Folks, a late addition to the feedback of the podcast. We did take a poll when the episode first aired and ask people to rate it between marvelous, good, fair and poor. The majority of you, voted Good or Marvelous for a total of 50% for Marvelous, 31.8% for Good. And the rest of you voted Fair or Poor. Actually, more people did for Poor than they did for Fair. Fair, once again, only got 4.5%, while Poor got 13.6%. So, the majority of us did like the episode, but... Um, some of them felt like Bubba. Some of them felt worse about it than Bubba. Guys, we are halfway yeah. through the season already. Wow. We are halfway through yeah. the time. In just two weeks, we've managed to, to see four <laughs> episodes. There will only be eight. Uh, And that's great. It's great that we get so many episodes, but it also means that soon it will be over. But what I want to know is, how do you guys feel about the season so far? And I know that by discussing a couple of episodes together you can probably put it together a little more easily as a listener where we're at mm-hmm. overall but Priscilla um if we're at the exact halfway point of the season and you consider the whole landfair thing kind of the mid-season finale did we do a good job with these first four episodes overall
3: uh incredible job and uh i'm i'm mystified with Le- leandring i think she's the best character so far leandring has taught me that you cannot spell dark friend without the word friend so
0: you <laughs> love it i yeah. love it that's great uh baba on the on the flip side here you had some concerns about this fourth episode Or do you have any worries that this might trend that way towards the end of the season?
2: I I do have worries about that, Matt. But what I will say in defense of this fourth episode that just rubbed me the wrong way, this second season is much better than the first season. And what I said when talking about episodes one and two of season two is that it showed like they knew what they were doing they knew they were focusing on these things with purpose and in the first season felt scattershot this season it feels like okay this is the point we're trying to end up at i had troubles with a lot of episode 4 as i've said too much but even in that trouble it does feel like okay they know where they're going and that gives me confidence as a viewer to say okay this whole second season is going to be better than the first and most likely end at the fireworks factory that I so desperately
0: want to see. We got fireworks in the episode yeah, we did. with the illuminators and, and the, and the days yeah. to So you're, there's always a fireworks factory going on somewhere as always. We loved your feedback. We absolutely loved your feedback. Don't forget to check out the video of uh book readers go to hell, but I love Bubba. And uh, also be sure to give us your feedback by tweeting, pardon me, X posting. Jeez, that sounds so bad. Uh, By sending a post to me on X, Bust Blockbuster, or to at the word double, the letters PHQ on all socials. That includes Instagram and Facebook slash double PHQ. And you can also, of course, leave comments on our YouTubes. Find those at youtube.com slash at the word double, the letter P, the word media. Same for emails. Hello at WPmedia.com. And my email address is Matt's at gmail.com. If you can tell me which four franchises, which four television franchises have been made of those background placard cards that the lyrics for that song are on, then you have a chance to win a $100 dollar, certificate from amazon and i'll see how that translates out to uk or wherever you are in the world we love having you also don't forget all of the great double p stuff that's out already bubba and i are covering ahsoka uh for the star wars fans bubba as always is doing a magnificent job covering like murder comedy type shows uh bubba did after show just wrap up or have you wrapped up that coverage
2: yeah the after party just ended we're a little way half way through season three of only murders in the building. If you love putting your wits together and solving crime, you're going to join us on these shows and have a really good time.
0: And Priscilla, without doubt, you are absolutely going to be covering wheel of time on your YouTube channel. That's at Priscilla TV one.
3: Doing my, uh, my videos, So like the last one, it was like 20 minutes for the three episodes that I have to edit. So it was just fun to do a video a real a real video not like um a podcast or anything else or live so
0: it was cool you'll get another separate podcast for book talk in the near future thanks for watching thanks for listening uh we'll see you next time on bus blockbusters
3: to blog at gmail.com and find all back episodes and other information at mattsaudioblog.com part of double p media double